episode number 212, recorded July 22nd, 2021. The Fast Saga, Ampersand 4. You here to take me in, O'Connor? Hell no. She's my friend, too. I'm going with you. I ain't coming back. This is where my jurisdiction ends. And this is where mine begins. What's to stop someone from telling them you're a cop? The same thing that's keeping me from telling them why you're really here. A lot has changed. You're right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Up for Debate, the debate podcast that only watch, watches movies where cars go fast. I am Sean Jennings, joined by our own member of the Diplomatic Security Service. It is Matt Mariani. Hello, Matt. Hello, Sean. How are we doing today? We're ready to get in some Fast and Furious. No, I didn't say The Fast and the Furious. The no, the, there was an imaginary ampersand in there. Yes, we're ready yes. to uh, we're ready to get on board with America's favorite franchise. Uh, so first of all, uh, I think before we get in, we should, we should mention, um, previously on U4D, uh, we covered, uh, Tokyo Drift. We made the conscious decision to just, um, cover the one movie, Tokyo Drift, um, and leaving the subsequent two movies, Fast and Furious and Fast Five which we'll be talking about today. Um, how do you feel about the transition going from Tokyo Drift to Fast and Furious? Because I, I think this is something we'll probably touch on when we get into it, uh, when we talk about the, the, the movies, but most people say there's a clear div divider, like a clear division between like the early days and the later days at at this point at fast and furious fast and furious is kind of the it's kind of like the the meeting of the biomes of the the two halves right like you have your cars movies and you have your heist movies fast and furious is like is like that meeting point and then fast five is like the first movie that is firmly more in the heist category right yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, The Fast and The Furious, the first one, is very is a very specific type of film. I think Too Fast, Too Furious is kind of like a half version of that, and Tokyo Drift is something entirely different. It's not till you get to Fast Ampersand Furious where you're you're creating that hybrid film that is The Fast and the Furious and Fast Five. And sort of bridging that gap. But it's a difficult movie to make because you've essentially made two movies since you've had the original cast in its entirety. And so essentially you're rebooting a franchise, which is very difficult to do. And that's why I think Fast Ampersand Furious is kind of a interesting mix of both movies that I think stands interestingly on its own. And then once we get into Fast Five, then that's where you're into just forget about the street racing. You're in a whole nother genre at that point. Yeah, uh, this movie also sees the triumphant return of Paul Walker as one agent, Brian O'Connor. Uh, he's he's back. They they, the, they kicked the budget Paul Walker to the curb. Um, although that movie, Tokyo Drift, it's, I should mention now, uh, it, now, it now takes place in the future. Yes, right? after because, seven, I think. Yes, I believe. Is it after or before seven? It's one or the other. Yeah, it's around around where seven. I thought it was that maybe after six. 
anyway, it's yeah, it's now it has a, a place later in the timeline, which I thought was really cool that they they didn't explain that at all until after they made the fifth film, which features a character who who dies in Tokyo Drift, right? Han, who yes, um, I'm gonna call Snacks from now on. Because okay. He always snack is snacking all the time. And he even snacks in in Fast 5, which we'll get into when we talk about it. So um yeah, Snacks dies in in Tokyo Drift. Um and it shows up in Fast 5, which I guess I don't know when if you were well, he's in Fast and he's in Fast Ampersand Furious too. That's right. Yes, he is. He At is. At the beginning. In the beginning, right, right, briefly. Briefly, um, but he, he features he's 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 part of the uh, the Avengers moment I'll call it in Fast Five. We'll get to all of that uh, later on. But how do you think you would you would feel if you were in the theaters and and you saw this like presumably dead guy in your in your in your in your Fast and Furious? I don't think enough people watched Tokyo Drift to even realize it was the guy from that movie. If I'm really being honest, I think people were like it wasn't until later they're like. Their one friend was like, you know, that's the guy from the other movie. And they're like, huh, okay, that's cool. That's kind of like when I saw, uh, I don't know, what was the first Avengers? Was it just the, I think it was just the Avengers at the end credit scene with Thanos. Yeah. So, yeah, when I was in, in the theater, uh, it's one of the nerdy kids around me uh, pointed. It was like, oh, that's Thanos. He's this guy. Like, I didn't know. I had no idea who he was. I'm not, I'm not a comic book guy. I'm a, I'm a nerd in many other ways. I would angle the camera over there to show you my entire bookshelf of Star Wars books. But that's beside the point. That That's how I, just, I, I learned about Thanos being in the movie. I'm sure that's how people learned that Han, a.k.a. Snacks, is uh, a character in, in Fast and Furious who is not quite dead, shall we say. No, well, how, but no one in this franchise is. Yeah, I guess not. I guess the dead just, they, I don't know. As we learn as the dead. teaser at the end of Fast Five, oh, nobody's yes. really dead. Yes. Do you uh, do you believe in ghosts, Mr. Mister Rock? Mr. The Rock. Agent, yeah, Agent Rock. Uh, speaking of rock, you think we could rock and roll uh, starting out Fast and Furious? I think we've got to. Also known yeah. as Fast and Furious 4, 2009, as you mentioned, the gang is back and this time they're moody uh matt do you want to just go through the plot of this one i would love to i think that i i I enjoyed doing that for tokyo drift yeah so so five uh, years after escaping from america dominic toretto and his new crew made up of his girlfriend letty who we met in the first film tico rico kara and han aka snacks are busy hijacking fuel tankers in the dominican republic um Pretty cool action scene to start the movie. I will say that was a really fun stunt. Yeah, I I recorded as I usually do. Time till cargo fast. You want to take a you want to venture a guess? Oh, that would have been t- ten seconds. Eighteen point seven seconds. Yeah, I didn't count the truck because the truck wasn't going fast. No, the cars were going fast right after the truck. Um, but it was pretty fast. It was pretty quick. Time till cars go fast. Very quick. For uh, even for for Fast and Furious, kind of shows even up. Fast Five, we're, we're in a scene, and yeah, I'm sure you'll have the number for that. But that was fast too. It, I mean, it it's, was. That's it was kind even, of the signature. Last. Yeah. Um. I I always like to when we when we jump into these movies, I like to look at the movies that were around at that time because I I feel like these, like some movies are trend setters. Yeah. And others are trend getters. Mm-hmm. And I feel like these these movies are very much trend get. They're very much the latter. Like they're they're the ones that are like trying to emulate those other movies. Very very much so. So some movies around uh, Fast and Furious that I that I wanted to point out as I think possible influences: Casino Royale, two thousand six, yeah. and the Transformers movies, which began in two thousand seven. Okay, Go, continue that, your that last one in, in in terms of special effects. I, I thought there's a lot of explosions in this movie. More more explosions than we've seen in a Fast and Furious movies, but movie by by far. Um, I don't know if there's any other ones that struck out to you. It was really those two 
that I think maybe the Bourne movies, but I but those somehow started. I think maybe a little early, earlier well, in this movie. But they, you know what? I'll, I'll put them in there too. I'll say maybe the Bourne movies also. Well, but also this year you're talking uh, Twilight Saga: New Moon, the Star Trek reboot, which I think is kind of darker looking which is similar to this movie. Um, and of course, a movie this takes, I would say, a lot of influence from uh, Night at the Museum Battle of the Smithsonian. Of course. Lot and Paul of... Blart Mulcop. Yeah. I mean, the character's name is Paul. What a bad year for movies. They both wear a badge. Ugh. <laughs> Awful. Um, yeah. Yeah, 2009. Um... We, we get our, our first glimpse um, after the car chasing the truck, right? Uh, we get the, a glimpse of the team back together, right? But famously, there's no no Paul Walker. Not yet, at least. No no Brian O'Connor. Um, so the, I, I, I thought that the chase was fun. I wrote that it was a, it was a fun chase. Um, they, they, they get the truck. They're, they're, they're up to their old, old shenanigans. The gang's back together. Uh, but they can't do this anymore. They can't do it for any longer, right? Um, the Dom, police are on their trail. The police are on their trail. Dom and Liddy are like, no, this is just not going to work. Like, too long distance. They, 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 they split up. The crew splits up. We do. Now I am remembering where Han comes in. I, I forgot all about it. He's on the beach with them. Yes. Right? He's on that in that island when they're partying. Yes. Yeah. Now and then he, that's where he says, I might go to Tokyo. Yes. Which that's is right. weird because then he comes back for the, I guess, did he go to Tokyo and then came back and then went back to Tokyo again? I'm not I sure. I can't figure it out. I. He's supposed to be Japanese, right? He's not like, like Tokyo would be his home. I guess. But he seemed like I could go anywhere in the world. Maybe I hear, I, I think he says something like, I hear there's cool racing things happening in Tokyo. Well, that's, that's the, yeah, that's the thing I got is it, he acts like he had never been there before, but he's right. supposed to be from there. Anyway, mm. um, I, I guess it's all just, you know, to set it up to like, oh yeah, this is the same guy. We, there's a connection in case you didn't know that they're the same guy. Um, so they, they split up. They, they decide to go their separate well, ways. Dom, Dom leaves Letty. Letty doesn't want him to leave, but to protect her, he leaves. He goes to Panama city where, uh, three months later, he gets a call from his sister, Mia, uh, Jordana Brewster reprising a role that Letty has been murdered. Bum, bum, bum. Murder most foul. I wonder if this is where, because Tokyo Drift, if you remember that the plot of Tokyo Drift was supposed to be Dom going to Tokyo and investigating a murder. Yes. I wonder if this is like a holdover from that. Maybe. That's a good theory. Because he never gets to investigate. And I guess maybe the maybe the producers are just like, we really, we need Dom to investigate a murder. Yes, so just cool. murder somebody, anybody. We really want to see him be like an FBI agent. It, it's, it's just been our dream this whole time. So yeah, Letty's been murdered. Uh, Dom, of course, goes to the crime scene. Right? Yes, he travels to L.A. Goes to L.A. And he notices that there are nitro marks on the on Nitro the meth. Specifically nitro meth. Which nitro I guess is the... Which I guess is the wimpy nitro? I actually didn't put it together that it's not the same thing. Is, is nitro meth not... Nit oh, I guess nitrous oxide. That's not nitro. Right. No, but nitro yeah. meth... Nitro methane. Because his line is like... Meth. His line is like... Oh, that's only for like losers or wimps or something. He goes, there's only one guy I know in the city who sells this. And then that's how he gets the lead to go beat up the, um, the car mechanic that sells it. Yes. Park. Is that no, Park? no. Then he gives him the name David Park. Is the, me the mechanic he beats up. I thought that was his like buddy. Like the one that, the one that was a really like a jerk to Paul in the, in the first movie. I have no idea if he's not a connection. Vince. Is that not Vince? No, because Vince comes in in five in uh, in South America. He does, but is that okay? No, it, that's it, not. It looked Vince. a lot. I thought this, when I was watching the movie, I thought that was Vince. I thought he was just being his normal jerky self, and then Dom beats the crap out of him. No, I think he was he just says, a oh, generic they hide mechanic. Your sister for me, guys. So I thought they had like a, a mm. relate. Okay, 
anyway, yeah, he, he beats the crap out of that mechanic who gives him the name. And uh, he goes to investigate. Um, and that's where he's going to the scene. And meanwhile... Meanwhile, biggest meanwhile in the world. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile. FBI, I am an FBI agent. Brian FBI agent, Brian O'Connor. Now, now let's let's get everybody back in the mood here. Because this is the... I, and this is the part where I mentioned that I watched both these movies on an airplane. Probably the best way to watch these yes. movies. Um, where they were designed to be watched. The only way that, yeah, you should ever watch these movies. <laughs> um... And this is the part where I remind people that at the end, the last time we saw, well, almost the last time we saw him, Brian O'Connor had been kicked out of the force because he let Dom go. Okay? Right. Now he is an FBI agent. Well, we see we see him in Fast 2, and he's not a cop. He's like hiding in Miami. I think he's hiding right. from he's hiding well, from the Doesn't cop, he like right? get like an immunity wink wink at the end of too fast, too furious. Yeah, because he, he makes the deal for going undercover. Yes. Well, now he now now the FBI has hired him what? because he's good at cars, Sean. <laughs> he's good at cars. <laughs> if you're good at cars, you get a job with the FBI. You see, it's like it's like computer hackers, right? That's right. You're you a can... hacker. They're going to hire you. That's and I wrote it down in my notes. Brian O'Connor is the car guy. Yeah. A job with the FBI. He might as well wear it on, on his shirt. I'm the car guy. I know about cars. That's my thing. Yep. So, because so right right off the bat, he he kind of like inserts himself into this case because the briefing he gets, he mentions like a very specific car, and he's like, "That's that's my car, right?" It's like a sign. It's a signal to me. It's yeah. Like the bat signal. So. Anyway, he, he, he gets the bat signal from Dom, and he shows up at, at the scene of the well, crime. He's, well, no, because it, before Dom even gets involved, Brian, we learn Brian, and we don't know these things are connected yet, but we know Brian oh, yeah, O'Connor like is looking stuff. for yep. a Mexican drug lord, Arturo yes. Braga. And at that point, that's when he goes to look for a guy named... He doesn't know. It's actually a generic guy who then gives him the name David Park. Um, but he goes through an awesome, pretty cool foot chase. He's jumping through windows. He's beating the guy up. That was pretty yeah. exciting. This is the, that was the Casino Royale bit. The whole time I was thinking about the scene where he's in Africa. Yeah. Embassy, where he's yep. like tumbling through stuff and running around. It, it's reminded me of that and, and Born. It's, it's a Born movie. It's like Born Identity probably. And he holds the gun up to the guy and he says, give me the name. Give me the name. Give yes. me the name. And it's David <laughs> Park. And we go, oh, shit, that's the same guy Dom's looking for. Uh-oh. What? Then we get the bat signal. Yes. And yes. so and so they both head to David Park's apartment. Um, Dom gets there first uh, and is beating up Park, hanging him out of the window by his ankles, which is very funny. And then Brian gets there and uh, they confront each other. Yes. Brian says, you don't want to do that. You don't want another body on your record or something like that. Don't want more blood on your hands. More blood on your hands. And uh, Dom is just like, they killed Liddy. Uh, You you don't understand, Brian. They killed Liddy. You you don't understand. This is family. This is family. Yes. Do you think at some point they put in his contract, like, you have to say the word family at least, like... This many times, X many times in a See, movie. I think it's the opposite. That's when they give the script to Vin Diesel and he comes back the next day. G- guys, I got some, some rewrites. <laughs> I, I don't think we say family enough in the movie. So I, I added it a couple hundred more times just to make clear this movie's about family. And and we have to say grace at least once. Yes. <laughs> it's, a Christ, it's a Christian film. This is a Christian film. It's a film about God and cause. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, I I I I think that's a hundred percent what's going on in the writing room for sure. It makes perfect sense. If you've seen the movies. Like, oh god, he's back! He's back! <laughs> he's got more edits. They've got like an office pool. Like how many families will end up in the movie? Be like Matt. Matt guessed four hundred fifty. He got it. He's right. He was closest. Oh man, I said he was going to want to say grace twice in every movie. <laughs> no, just the once, man. Just the once. Um. Oh. And so uh, Brian saves Park and convinces him to help the FBI by getting Brian into a street race 
to get into Braga's crew. At the same, have a street race. It's, oh, it's absolutely. That's currency in these movies. We talked about that's, this. Yeah, it's that's currency. how you settle every score is on the road. It's got it. You got to have a race. It's like a Pokemon battle, right? That's right. And so <laughs> can't can't uh, can't let a day a single day go by without there being a race. So and they, they settle it with a race. They do a race. Dom enters as well because he wants to get close to Braga to avenge Letty's death. This is where we meet Giselle, played by Gal Gadot in her pre Wonder Woman role. Former Mossad agent. Yes. Uh, who I think is just wonderful in these movies. Talking about the character, but I, I think Gal Gadot was in the Israeli military. Yes. I don't think Mossad. I mean, we would never know if she was or wasn't. That's guess, true. Um, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I, I thought she was great in these movies. Yeah. I thought, she, I thought she did a really good job. I thought she was one of the, definitely one of the best acted. Uh, individuals. I, I think this movie has a very, doesn't, A, has very little women, and the women they do have are a very specific type. And I think she does a good job. Most of the women are kind of like nice and the girlfriend type in a lot of these movies. I think she is the best example of like the kick-ass, badass woman in the crew, and she does such a good job at it. I liked her better in these than I did in Wonder Woman. And I liked her in Wonder Woman, but I thought she was, this role fit her extremely well. Yes, I, I totally agree. I actually, I've never seen Wonder Woman. I would like, I would definitely want The first one is good. Person. It's yeah. a good movie. The second one is mm -hmm. enjoyably bad. Yeah. I, Which, by I, the way... Uh, matter of fact, uh, yeah, I should probably see Wonder Woman. Yeah. It's on HBO Max. Uh, we should, um, at some point, Matt, I do, have you seen Space Jam 2 yet? Oh, Yes. Oh, I, yeah. I could spend a year talking about that movie. Sean, I was actually going to pitch this off camera, but if you if you want to leave this in, you can leave this in. I think we should watch Space Jam, the first one, as a uh, live stream talk over. I think that'd be great. We don't have a clever name for those yet, but we'll come up with it. I'm totally on board. Up for watching, U4W. And, but then we have to watch the second one. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, oh. Have you have you seen the second one yet? I did. I've seen them both, and it is wow. shocking to me. Not only the surface level defects of that movie, but comparing it to the original, which isn't even that good of a movie, but some of the decisions are are just staggering. I spent the entirety of Space Jam Two praying that somehow, some way, the we were watching it at, a, at an old drive-through movie, like a drive drive-in. I keep calling it drive-through, drive-in movie, <laughs> in uh, in Wellfleet, Massachusetts, at, at, and at this drive-in. And I was praying the entire time that somehow, like whoever was projecting the movie, was like their hand was gonna slip, and and the original Space Jam was gonna like f like somehow somehow magically fall on the reel. Yeah, I know it's not possible, but. I, 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 the whole time, I just wanted to watch... I just wanted to be watching the first Space Jam. Because I, I just missed it so much. It was like... It was like encountering like a... Like a weird sub, substitute teacher that you don't like. And you're just hoping that like your real teacher comes back. I don't know. It was it was weird. Now, I like it. Don Cheadle plays an evil algorithm. Yeah, named... named Algorithm. Algorithm. Oh... My God. Anyway, look forward to that coming up. We're oh, 1 yeah. million percent doing that. Uh, anyway, I didn't mean to get distracted. I'm just thinking... big rat. How about that one? <laughs> Foghorn Leghorn says winter is coming on the back of a dragon. Matt, this exists. It exists. We'll, we're we're going to we'll stay tuned, folks. We'll oh, my to, goodness. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be covering that in a future episode for sure. Yes. Uh, they have their race. Uh, Dom bumps... Uh, Brian out, so Dom wins, but then Brian goes and arrests another driver who has it has a weird foot fetish, I think is his gimmick, uh, and yeah. takes his place on the team. Which yes. isn't suspicious at all, by the way, to the to the drug lord whose driver got arrested and suddenly this FBI agent looking guy suddenly shows up. Once again, he you know, he he is so good at pulling off that he's not a cop. He just he blends in so well. With everybody around him, just like in the first movie, he he just he you know he just belongs there. He's like a like a chameleon. Everyone loves the unlikable guy. Yeah, totally, totally not a cop. Um, 
Yeah. So where where are we now? We've got we've got a lead. Oh, they managed to. They they don't. I wanted to say they don't kill Park or like Dominic does try. He lets right. his leg go and he falls, but he grabs the wind windowsill at the last minute, and then uh, Agent Brian O'Connor helps him up. But I wanted to say when they bring him back to the station, <laughs> he's got this look on his face. Park. Yes. I, I don't know if you noticed. He's got this look on his face like he's just been pulled over for like like a like a broken traffic light it's like he's like pissed off and frustrated but he should be like I, I feel like the director should have been like you're you were you were almost killed in the last scene you should be like you should have this face on like you're you like shell-shocked or stunned or out of breath nothing in this movie like, matters oh, it's 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 the high school like kids what? in tokyo drift again at the I beginning to do this. i can't believe i have to go through with this they're oh I'm so, yeah, so put off. He had like this put off face. I, I, it was just that just kind of bothered me. I was like, it, it took me out of the moment. Sean took me out of the moment. But anyway, the uh, uh, in that same scene, Brian O'Connor rocks his uh, partner in the face. Yes, like, very Brian, cool. Yes. Just boom. He just like he he's like running over to him with papers or something. He's like, hey, you can't do that. He just just sacks him. him. <laughs> it's great. I, I kind of like that. that. Is that okay? But but then again, it's also the like you sock this guy in the face, you're off the case. And it's like <laughs> yeah, he's only going to be more on the case. Have you ever seen a movie before? <laughs> like that's the worst thing. You should put him more on the case. Get this guy out of here. He's bleeding all over my floor. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty good. Oh no, the, my, the line the line I like that he says is he goes, but he started it, and then he goes, this isn't this isn't the Cub Scouts. <laughs> Whatever the agent's name is. Yeah, there were a couple, a lot more one-liners in Fast Five, but there were a couple in this movie that were pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um. Um. So and now, now, now we're back to the part you were describing before, Sean. Um, the race. They have a they have a car race. Um, and they get to have some fun with the GPS. They have a GPS in this race, right? That's right. They're given the little GPS mm -hmm. uh, coordinators from uh, from Braga. Yes, and and the GPS is talking, and it keeps saying, "No, you're, like you're going the wrong way." Make you're... the next U-turn. Yes, and then Paul goes, "Oh, shut up!" And I'm sure that got a little laugh in the audience, like, <laughs> "Yeah, my I tell my Garmin to shut up too, stupid Garmin." Yeah, because this was what 2009. Yeah, oh no, this was very like personal GPS era. Yeah, yeah, I think that was a little, a little like some nice little like nudge to uh, a simpler time people had had garments in their car um oh so they uh dom wins the race he wins the race by knocking uh brian's car yep well it's a nitro yep and brian is pissed about this he is not happy that this is the way that it went down he gets extremely extremely pissy about it um Oh, this cheating. You can't do that. Sean, do you think that was cheating? Is there anything in the rules of drag racing that says when a car goes into NOS mode that you can't knock it? You're not supposed to touch the car when it goes into, like, hits a speed bump? I play Mario Kart, Sean, or Mario Kart, if you're not in Jersey. And, like, if, if like, Luigi goes into a speed bump, a speed boost, right? I'm going to hit him to try to flip him over and get him like off track. I'm not going to let him go. I don't know. I don't think I agree with uh, O'Connor here. They've done way more dangerous things in these movies than bumping someone while they're on Nitro. So that that's pretty low level chicanery. I, I don't think that's right. Yeah. I think he was being a little bit of a baby, mm. being a little bit of a sour sport because he didn't, he does, he's not going to get to join the drug team. That's right. Uh, if he really wanted to win that race, he could have had the FBI like rig it somehow. Like, yeah, sure he really should have done that. Do that. Have like a, I don't know. I was gonna say like a sniper somewhere take out somebody's tires. But that might be too on the nose. I don't know. They have ways of. I'm sure they would have had ways to like make his make him have better nitro or something. I don't know. They're the FBI. Come yeah, on. they should come up with something. I think that the 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 fault is squarely on the uh, the car guy here, Brian. So, um, yeah, Dom wins the race, uh, but the your your foot fetish guy, he like makes fun of 
of uh, Brian, of O'Connor. He goes, ah, see, I told you that that that's why you get an American-made car or something like that. Or, like, that's why imports are no good. And he, like, laughs about it. He, like, laughs about it with his posse. And then, like, Agent O'Connor gets, like, a little smirk on his face. Like, oh, what's he going to do to this guy? Is he going to, like, I don't know, like, 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 flatten one of his tires? Or is he going to, like, I don't know, do some kind of wacky prank? Sean, he plants <laughs> meth in his house and has yeah. the FBI raid it. Yeah, it's That's pretty funny. What he does to get back at this guy for making a little joke at his expense. It's a good bet. Is 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 O'Connor a sociopath? Is the, that what this is? There are no rules that apply to him, Matt. Oh my god! <laughs> That's all I wrote in the notes was, "Oh my god!" This scene. <laughs> Isn't that great? It goes to the next scene. He's at the house with all these like models, and he's making some kind of like foot video as he does, minding his own business, and then the FBI bursts in, and I'm like. This can't be happening right now. It's not like really rude. That that's a day ruiner, probably a life ruiner if you think about it. But then then they say the charges will never stick, and he's like, "Oh, but it was funny, wasn't it?" Like, gotcha. <laughs> I just I just pranked you. Yeah, it's real funny. Prank. Yeah. So the moral of that story is: don't ever make fun of O'Connor's driving abilities, or he will. Frame you for possession of meth. Yeah, he has a weird amount of power for somebody who is constantly breaking the law. Mm. Yeah, so what's next? Dom is the winner of the race. He is. Congratulations to our friend Dominic. And uh, he gets to be the driver. Only problem with that is being a driver, we find out, is not so fun. For uh, when you drive for um, Phoenix, for, for yeah, Felix, yeah, Fe Phoenix. Phoenix. My, my notes app keep kept correcting it to Felix, so he's Felix in all the notes that I. That's took. nice. But I know who I know who we're talking about. I think that's nice. Nice callback to when we did the Bond movies with Felix Leiter. That, wow, look, that feels like a long time ago. <laughs> it does. Many lifetimes ago. Um. I'll, I'm going to be honest here. Things, no, things happen a little fast. And next thing we know, we see Dominic driving in a cave. He's like, I guess he's leading the, he's driving the cave and the FBI are following him. And the henchmen are also there too. Yes. They're, they're all together. They're all, and they, they have this, because they got to have a car chase somewhere, and why not have it in a cave? We haven't had a cave chase yet. Yeah, man, have you ever seen anyone race through a mountain? It's exciting. No, no terrifying. I, I, I'm afraid of heights, but um, they, they make it, they, they get all the way into the cave with minimal casualties, I think. Not, not too many, right? Mm, yeah, going through the first time, they're generally okay. Mm -hmm. they generally make it because they have to evade the border patrol. And so they got to time it just right. And then they go through a secret amount of tunnels that seem to randomly turn in every which way in very tight turns that you got to know the exact route. And it seems all very rickety and barely wide <laughs> enough for cars to fit through. And they're going like a hundred miles per hour in these tunnels. And they have to like randomly guess at certain points. And somehow they always choose the right one, except for the bad guys who don't explode once in a while. Very odd. I think they, they must've used the force or something. I don't, I don't see how else you can at least use the GPS or something. I mean, they, they didn't even do that. It was just like, you know, it would fork randomly and then they kind of guess. And then sometimes it'd be double wide, single wide. It was, uh, it was odd. Yeah. And an odd filmmaking choice because you really couldn't see much in the tunnels that was going on during those moments. No, I noticed that, yeah, the lighting was a problem, which I think you, you aptly pointed out when, when they did it in Tokyo Drift, when they had the night race, it was to cover up CG, the use of CG. Yeah. Do you think that was the same tactic here? I think so. I think they liked the border running angle. And I think on paper, it sounds really good. And it was exciting. They didn't... I think what I appreciated is they didn't spend a ton of time in the tunnels. Um, they they did, but not a ton. It was like the right amount. So I think in the end it worked out. Yeah. 
it worked out for everybody except mm-hmm. for the drivers because as you we now know anybody that drives for felix gets shot in the head as soon as the drive is over um as a way to i guess you don't have to pay them then right well you're, they, you're they, a bad they, guy they can't that stuff rat on them they can't uh, right. tell no, anybody no. about the secret tunnel uh and that's what happened to letty letty was running for braga uh as we later learn undercover and um she got wind of the plan and escaped and then they had to track her down later and kill her or did they <gasps> <laughs> i guess we're gonna find out um yeah so they 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 uh, uh dom knows this though he's one step ahead they get everybody together in this in this this underground lair, and they're getting ready to kill him. But uh, Dom's got an old trick up his sleeve, an old trick I like to call "release the Nas." The Nas explosion makes another uh, appearance. This is now the third time they used it. Be very handy, movies, I believe. Yeah, it's come up three times. Well, and he uses what I love is the. Uh the old uh, cigarette lighters in cars where you used to pop them in and then they'd get hot and you'd pull them out to light your... Remember when those were in cars? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Gotta appreciate that he... It's a great way to blow up a car. Sure. Uh, I always wondered if those things actually worked. The cigarette lighters in cars. Yeah. I, I, the only thing I used it for was to... Uh, when I had a Game Boy, I had an adapter that would charge right. the Game Boy and the cigarette lighter. Oh, I had a car as a kid that had one of those and my mother used it to light cigarettes. It was a thing. It was effective? It was. It worked. The only thing is it would get dirty. Oh, okay. It doesn't produce a flame, though. It just gets real hot, right? Yeah, it's just like hot metal. Okay. All right. Science for the win. Science for the win. Uh, (laughs) And so uh, Dom and Brian hijack a Hummer H1 with $60 million worth of cocaine in it and drive back to L.A. uh, with Braga's heroin, uh, hiding it in a police impound lot. Cocaine or heroin? Uh, Wikipedia says heroin. Heroin. Okay. That's what I thought. Um, so, yeah, the, the, he, he the, used the old Nas trick. This is also where he, he confronts Fe, uh, Felix, Phoenix, for the first time. And, uh, like, basically says, like, you killed my, my girlfriend. Prepare to die. Um, and... Uh, after he escapes, he goes back, and I think this is also where he figures out... Dom is figuring out a lot of things in a very short amount of time. Yeah, Brian's not doing any FBI agenting. No. The, the man, Dominic's going to need a lot of counseling when all this is over, because he figures out that Letty uh, was also working for the FBI. She was, wor- she was working with O'Connor. They needed her to... Um, be kind of like an in, like an informant on the whole operation, and she was like observing every how everything was going down. Yeah, in exchange for clearing Dom's record. That's right. Very important because that was the that was the price. She was going to clear Dom's name if they went through with this mission and they caught this guy. Um, they have a great fist fight. Yes, a really good just sort of knockout. No, uh, they didn't say grace before that. They did not. They did not say grace, but I said wrote that Agent O'Connor was paralyzed in a brutal, brutal fight with Dom with known fugitive Dominic Toretto. That's right, killed. Not by, a good uh, headline no. time for the next day. Because there's one point where he he grabs O'Connor and like pile drives him into the ground, like would have probably severed a spine of a of a lesser man. But this is Agent O'Connor we're talking about. The Fast and Furious movies, like really, just just slams him on the. It was and great. He's not even out of breath at the end of it. He just he's not even like the wind isn't. Well, no, they're, Matt, their stunt doubles were out of breath. The actors yes. were fine. Yes, that's right. Because they, they when they when they 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 inject the original actor back in, Paul Walker is just like, Dom, I did it for her, we, or she did it for you, we did it for you. That was, we were trying to clear your name. Did it for you. And then uh, Dom is like, chill. He's like, chilled at that point. He's like, okay, okay, man, respect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're <laughs> totally fine with it. And then they're, then they're I think they're kind of cool after that. Um, 
Where are we here? Uh, so at this point, uh, Brian oh. goes to the FBI and says, mm-hmm. uh, hey, I've got this Dom guy, you know, the criminal you've been looking for. Well, how about you don't arrest him and instead you let both of us take $60 million in heroin and confront Braga and we'll lure him into the trap and then you can let Dom go with no crimes. Yeah, and the FBI says, okay. Okay. <laughs> this works for us. I, I, I always wonder if... Can you barter with the FBI? Like, if you're, I guess, if you're an FBI agent and you know people, I mean, stuff that Dom did wasn't that bad, right? Well, I yes, it kind of is. But I think part of it is that I don't know where Brian gets the most to be like, hey, guys, I have $60 million in heroin and I won't tell you where it is until you help me. And they're like, well, you fucking work. We sign your paychecks, dude. (laughs) it's, It's more like it's more like blackmail now that I think about it. That it's not really a bargain. It's it's a, a holding a chip over someone's head. Uh, why the hell didn't Dom tell anybody that, or why didn't why didn't O'Connor tell anybody O'Connor that Letty was working for the FBI? Why did that just never came up in conversation? Like nothing. Like well, because Dom would have kicked his ass. That's why he didn't do it. We saw what happened. Yes, we saw. But he he was gonna. I feel like he was gonna find it. He's gonna put the pieces together eventually. Hey, Dom, actually, that's just... what he gets pissed off the most at. He's like, "When were you gonna tell me? When were right. you gonna tell me?" Well, what was yeah. he gonna say, Matt? Hey, Dom, just letting you know. You know your uh, your girlfriend who got murdered. Yeah, she was actually working undercover for me. <laughs> probably had something to do with it. I don't. Know. I'm probably the reason. I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> we did it for you. Um, you. Yeah, so uh, O'Connor holds the entire FBI department hostage, and uh, they agree to his terms that they're going to meet uh, uh, Baraga. Um, you 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 think, Sean? Say you're an FBI agent, right? Mm-hmm. You're like a, say like an analyst, right? You're one of the people that are kind of like preparing the data, compiling things, getting things together, getting things ready. Uh, your team is about to go meet with a known drug dealer, a known drug trafficker that has been like at the top of the list for a real long time. You want to get the son of a bitch. You want to, you want to. Oh, sure. You think you would know what the hell he looks like, right? Well, you that's probably know what he looked like because you have people that like spy on him every day. You wouldn't just send like the team to the site so that they could like put an imposter there right well it's not even like real braga escapes well let's think about this for a second right so i'm a mexican drug lord and i've got someone has 60 million dollars of my heroin and they say you've got to come get it back i'm not gonna do that because i'm the guy in charge and that sounds like a trap (laughs) so the the thought that they're like oh of course the bad guy's gonna come to los angeles in u.s jurisdiction and just like, oh, I'm just going to take it. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you for providing my heroin. You know, it's like, no shit, it wasn't the guy. Reward. You know, and of course, the movie does one of those great movie things where it's a race against the clock because we're intercutting between the exchange, but also in the FBI headquarters where it's like downloading a photo of him very slowly, like on an old printer. And we're waiting for it to come through. And they're like, just one more minute, just one more minute. And then like the bad FBI agent's like, no, go in there, get him. It's our guy. And then at the last minute, we see the photo. It's not him. And we're like, it was nothing like him. It wasn't even close. No, close. Although I will say, like twice his age, the guy that was the imposter. The imposter did look like a Mexican drug lord. I will say, he didn't look like Baraga. No, different, definitely a different Mexican drug lord. Yes, but actually, he looked a little bit more like the Dos Equis guy. He did. It was awesome. Yeah, that's. And by the way, we learn Baraga is actually also known as Raymond Campos, um, who's actually been hanging out with the guys throughout the movie. Yes, plot twist. Uh, I actually, I thought that aside from the utter stupidity of it all, of it all, I thought that wasn't a bad, like, little twist. I thought that was kind of interesting. It was interesting. It was like, oh, wow. That, that was a little, played with our expectations a little bit. It was, it was very dumb how they got there. Right. Very dumb. But also, it was, it was, it was, an, it was, it was welcome. In a, in a show where cargo, cargo, cargo fast, girl wear short skirt, short, short pants, short shorts. This was welcome. This was a nice little change. This little, yeah. little, little twist. Well, and I think it's also one of those things where it's like, okay, imagine 
How many bad guys showed up to that meeting? 12, maybe, as the entourage? Mm -hmm. Now, you're the FBI. You set up this drop. You have it completely <laughs> surrounded, right? I don't care if it, any one of the 12 could have been Braga. How does he get away? That doesn't <laughs> that's, make any sense to me. That's the part that makes no sense. anybody get away. I don't care I, who it was. I choose to believe that this is set in an alternate universe where... Like getting in a car crash means a couple of bumps and bruises. A, a little, no matter how bad or what happens to you, like you could run into a cinder block. You could run into a a a, a giant metal like like tube pipe, and you're and you just get bumps and bruises. It's no like, consequences. Oh, yeah. That's the kind of universe we're in. So it's also the kind of universe where the FBI is run by just the most incompetent. Well, and that's what's wild about just, it is the, it, you have to be. So the FBI allowed the meeting to happen and supported it with resources. The bad FBI, you know, his, his rival FBI agent uh, sent the, them in too early and broke it up before they knew who the guy was. And yet Brian O'Connor is the guy who's taken off of active duty, which should have happened yes. weeks oh ago <laughs> yes. when he stole $60 million worth of heroin and colluded with a known criminal who he let go in the first movie. Yes, I, I I wrote down. So this is what gets O'Connor fired fired from the case. Not, not, yeah, not punching his colleague in the this face. This is why, like, he gets. Oh my god, he gets. It's not even really his fault, but he gets. He shelters all of the blame for it, and in a in a bizarre scene that just makes no damn sense whatsoever. Yep. And of course, the bad FBI agent sitting there at the table, like snickering. He's like, ah, man, I got him now. Meanwhile, it was his damn fault. It was his fault. It's like this, that, yeah, that's the last. He's the one that's required in the case. Like, it's like what? Punching is a superior right in the mouth. In not, front of not, the view of the entire FBI. In front of the whole FBI. No, you don't get fired for that. You're like walk it off, O'Connor. Attending a a a a meeting that is botched, and goes south and goes belly up by was was just basically everybody else's fault in the room but yours. And by but, the way. And that's what gets you fired. For the exactly. record, he got, if anything, Brian got Braga to come to Los Angeles. If right. they had waited two more minutes and gotten the correct verification, they probably could have arrested him right there and oh, ended this, it. And Brian would have been a hero. There, the good news, O'Connor. There was, there was, you know, you were so close to doing a good job. You actually did everything right. But unfortunately, we're going to have to pull you off the case. <laughs> Jackass. <laughs> You're on toilet duty. I mean, give him that'll credit. That'll teach you. That'll it, teach you to do your job well. It wasn't the worst plan Brian's ever had in these movies. <laughs> it really wasn't. It wasn't. It was. I thought it was. You know. Anyway, I I, I love that. I just love that. That was. I, I I couldn't believe it while it was happening. As soon as he's like, "You're off the case, O'Connor." What? What? Why? Why? Yeah. Why is he off the case? So, of course, Brian then does the next logical thing, which is he teams up with his criminal friend, Dom, and goes to Mexico to catch yeah. Braga himself. They're going rogue. They, they, you, they always do it. They always go rogue. These fast and furious boys. Uh, they go and find him at a church, empty church, and apprehend him and try and bring him back to the U.S., Yes, Dom sticks a shotgun in his face while he's praying, and he says to him, "You ain't forgiven." Because he's I, and, and uh, I I thought it would have been a lot better if he was like, "God ain't gonna save you now," and something like that. Yeah, it was not a good line. He could have <laughs> done better. You ain't Needed a rewrite. <laughs> yeah. Um. So they yeah, they 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 apprehend him, and despite the fact that. All of um, Baraga's henchmen are guarding the door of the church. They managed to. Uh, Do they slip out the back? I was going to say it was the it's least. Something? It was the least cargo fast operation they have in these movies, where they like yeah. quietly enter the church and like quietly leave. Well, I can understand maybe they maybe they camped out in that church all day, which is wait, waiting for him to show up. Um. But I guess the henchmen forgot there was like a back entrance. Yeah, didn't think to protect that. No, so they just they go out the back door and, and the guy that because the the guard like goes back in to check on him and he's like, 
oh, and he sees like a, an open door, door. slightly ajar. And he's, oh, no, the back door. G guys, get him. What about that? Who Who is supposed to be guarding the back door? And it begins our final epic chase. Yes. Uh, first through a city filled with uh, henchmen for Braga, and then uh, through the drug-running tunnels. Yeah, and then car go fast for a very long time. Car explode uh, a couple of times. Um, we always, we have that, like, uh, scene where they're, they're getting... Uh, uh, the militia are hearing on the radio that like Baraga has been captured. So they got to like jump up from just sitting at the card table and just doing nothing to like action mode. They get in their cars. Um, and Phoenix is in the chase too. He's, he's, he's like pursuing, he's in hot pursuit as well. And the FBI of course is also there. Right. Or they they don't come till later on. But no, they... they come at the very end after the chase. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, and and Braga's in the back the whole time whining. Oh, oh yeah. my guys are gonna guys get them guys come on <laughs> faster or something like that. Well, I, I think at one point I think he's he's he goes from like being like antagonistic to toward uh, O'Connor to being like, oh wow, you're a good driver. Like he's like kind of like a, almost like an enamored with him. Which yeah, kind of weird. He's like, "Oh yeah, that's oh you go, you're going so fast." Like, like he's just like, um, I thought that was that was silly. And he's like, "Oh, you're not gonna make this jump. No way, you're gonna make this jump." He makes the jump, of course. So, um, the yeah, uh, we, we get a big car crash at the end. The chase ends with him like colliding with like a big armored truck yeah so so felix almost so he's got brian and braga uh and they crash coming out of the tunnel and he's got he's got brian dead to rights as they would say in the movies um and uh and boom dom comes crashing out of the tunnel at a zillion miles an hour and just drives right into phoenix yes smashes him kills him instantly um Then I believe Dom uh, uses the P word to describe Phoenix. And yes. I'm sure the audience chuckled at that, enjoyed that. And uh, and and that's that's like oh oh wait 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 it's not that's we're not it yet um, because Brian gives Dominic the out. He gives him a chance to run. He says uh, you know run go get out of here. I'm not I'm not running anymore. I'm not running anymore. I'm sick of running. Can not run anymore. Gotta face, gotta face my demons. Yep. So he's not running anymore. Next scene, Dominic's in an orange jumpsuit in court. Yes, he is. And uh, you know, uh, O'Connor's there in his best suit, looking on his with his best friend. You know, he's he's he's, he's in the back. And uh, you remember that they they tried to cut this plea bargain, so Tom's oh. gonna be all right. He's not going to jail. The, I've, the I've got the quote. Will definitely honor their word. I got the quote from the judge. Mm -hmm. I've listened to the testimony and taken into special consideration Agent O'Connor's appeal for clemency on the behalf of Mr. Toretto, that his actions directly resulted in the apprehension of known drug trafficker Arturo Braga. However. This judiciary finds that one right does not make up for a lifetime worth of wrongs. And as such, I find that I am forced to level the maximum sentence under California law. Dominic Toretto, you are hereby sentenced to serve 25 years to life at the Lompoc prison system without the possibility of early parole. This court stands adjourned. Shocking. Brian O'Connor immediately leaves the courtroom. Just like he's out he's, he's out and that's it it's the end of the franchise dom's in prison that's it dom brian's a disgraced fbi life. agent that's it it's over man and I, we don't have to watch sure any more O'Connor of these movies just becomes like a he becomes a pencil pusher with yep. like a bunch of car posters in his office just littered with car posters on every everywhere and and he grows a big scraggly beard gains like a hundred pounds and he thinks back to the days when he used to make cars go fast <laughs> yes and that's it well, that was fun. <laughs> what? Record scratch. What? We see Dom getting loaded onto a prison bus with a bunch of other prisoners. Wait, don't prison buses have engines? <laughs> don't they go on the road? Don't they and go? Can't they 
go fast. <laughs> Not fast enough, Matt, because they're confronted no. by a number of cars driven by Brian and Mia and the guys from the beginning of the movie. Yeah, who were those guys? What were their... Uh, they, they, they show up again. They're in the next movie. But they're, I, I call them C-3PO and R2-D2. That's basically who they are to me. They're like the buddies that, that are like funny. They're the comic... They're, they're part of the comic they, they do have names because they reappear in Fast I, Five. I could not tell you what they are. Uh, but. They are Tago... Uh, or, no, they... Wait, what are their names? Hang on. Tago and Rico. I think if, if I were to, like... I guess the joke works better if I wrote it out because in my notes I wrote C-3PO, like S-I, like C. Mm. Spanish... I don't know if I'm gonna let you let you get I, away with that. I might gotta work. I gotta workshop that one. But, um, yeah, they they're all they're in one car. You got Mia in another car, and you got you got uh, 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 O'Connor in the other car, and they're like they're 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 going fast, and they're going toward the bus, and they're What's furious, going? and they're furious, and then roll credits. End of film, Matt. Fast, ampersand, furious. Uh, we didn't get to mention that my favorite quote of the movie, one of my favorites, uh, which is when they're in the uh, the FBI office and O'Connor's talking to the bad FBI agent and Brian says, I got a name, David Park. And the other guy goes, that's it, a name? I could throw a fortune cookie and it would go through the window of 50 David Parks. And then the other FBI agent goes, it's Korean, not Chinese. Wow. So I enjoyed Definitely, that. Definitely, probably not a good idea. In 2021, but I guess in 2009. Different time. Different uh, time. There is one other thing I would like to read you, Matt, and I want to keep doing these for the rest of our films. I looked up the Roger Ebert review of this movie. Oh, okay. One and a half stars. Uh, and I would like to read you a quote from this here. Uh, this is an expertly made action film, by which I mean the special effects are good and the acting is extremely basic. The screenplay rotates these nouns through various assortments of dialogue. Race, driver, nitro, meth, sister, FBI, border, dead, Mexico, murder, prison, traffic violations, tunnel, muscle car, import, Plymouth, funeral, helicopters, Toretto, 10 seconds, Corona, cocaine. Corona. So. It's interesting that, like... I, I would have I would have probably used that same terminology on the first movie without like the drugs and the Mexico and stuff but like I thought the first movie was more I don't want to say ge not generic I thought the it was more like I don't know because I, I just remember Ebert loved the first movie he 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 I thought he, he gave it like almost top marks yeah and praise he's more of a fan of fast five than this one and he does he goes on for like three paragraphs about how much he loved the opening chase with, the, with the with the gas trucks yeah okay yeah. uh i miss i miss roger ebert i do yeah he's got some good lines yeah um what what, what are we at that point where we give our our rating what would you rate Oh, I believe it was Fast out of ampersand furious. I, I believe it was out of ten canisters of Knox. No, no, not no meth, no meth. The, the, oh, that's the, right, nitro meth, nitrous methane, which is now the it's nos for girls. What does he say? What does he call it? I I don't have the exact quote, but he's something? basically yeah, but he's basically like only a loser would use it. like you know that's really or something like like it's like the bad kind of nitro. Like, these things are real things that people actually put in their well, car. and I it's, it's another one of those convenient script things where it's like one guy of in all of Los Angeles uses it because it's so lame. And I'm like, it's, yeah, that's... He's only one guy is lame enough. That's a, why I thought it was the, the, the Vincent guy. It's a smidge convenient. Um, so, uh, anyway, um, let's see. Out of 10 Nitrometh canisters, I think I like this movie more than you did, Matt. I agree, it's a diff bit of a departure from the rest of the movies, but I, I kind of liked the darker, more serious tone of this one. I liked that it was a little bit grittier than what we're going to see in the upcoming movies, and I felt I felt the acting was pretty... 
you know, there was something fun when I was watching. And by the way, because I watched it on a plane, I didn't take any notes. So I only remember not that much about the movie, but that's okay. I, I liked how they set up throughout the first half of the movie, the sort of two storylines of Brian and Dom and them eventually meeting in between. And so I thought script-wise, it was kind of smart. I enjoyed this movie. I'm going to give it six cans of nitrometh. Sean, I um, I know I may have given the wrong impression last time we talked. Uh, when we did Tokyo Drift, I was kind of down on this movie. But after... It was funny. I liked this movie more after watching Fast Five. Yeah, I could uh, see and, that. And yeah, I think it's just because the two movies work so well together that... I am going to have to probably give it a higher rating than I than I would have previously. Um, I don't remember what I gave Drift, but I think double that. And that is probably what I would give, presuming that I gave Drift something lower than a five, which I think is entirely I, possible. I don't know. You liked Drift. I liked it a lot. I don't know now. Now that I'm thinking about it, I, I want to. Ch- can I retroactively no, change? No, you can't. It's, hang on. Is that set in stone? You got it. Is Nas's up in in stone? No, because again, you got to look at these movies two ways, right? How they fit into the broader franchise, but also how they are standalone. I think Tokyo Drift is a bad Fast and Furious franchise movie, but I do think it's an interesting standalone movie. When I look at Fast and Furious, to me, it's a okay standalone movie but an important and interesting movie when you look at the whole franchise that's the difference i see between those and then i think when you get to fast five then you're kind of hitting both sure i think i think i think ampersand is less interesting than tokyo drift i just think it's a better fast and furious movie see i was gonna say I, i think tokyo drift is way less interesting I don't uh, think there's really that much from the from the budget Paul Walker we get to the. But I think the action is better, what? and I think the set pieces are better in Tokyo Drift because really all this the, the gas yeah. chase at the beginning is very cool. Outside of that, you have a generic LA street race, which we've already seen a lot of. You have the tunnel chases, which are kind of hard to watch and not that interesting. Um, the, the the car the car go fast in this movie. They don't go fast. At least Tokyo Drifting fast. had drifting. Yeah, the drift, drifting, the drifting was interesting, and and you got to see Tokyo, which is always a very fascinating. Right, and you're not in LA cool, again. Very cool setting. Yeah, I I think I'll probably I I'll rate this somewhere around like a like a six. I think I'm, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to say six cans. Yeah, I, I think that's right, and I I think that gives us plenty of runway for the rest of the movies to go potentially above six. Like you don't want to rate this a nine, you and then you. <laughs> To be completely honest, I, that would probably be more like a four and a half without um, Gal Gadot being introduced. Yeah. She, she really brings the movie up like a whole canon. But half I also, sure. I'm trying to think, I think Paul Walker is better in this movie than he was in the first two. Yeah, he's more comfortable. I think he's, he's, he's got a little more he's confidence. Less annoying. Yeah, yes. he's less annoying. I, I was really bothered by him in the first two movies. He was just an, like really annoying, and I, I kind of looked forward to see him, seeing him get his ass kicked. I did in the first two movies, but that actually stopped right like right around probably the beginning of this one. I was like, oh, he's like he's mature. Maybe well, it was the scene. Maybe and this, it was the I think part but, of what helps though is that you spend the first thirty minutes of this movie watching him be an FBI agent. Like, I think that helps his character a lot, because in the first two movies, he's barely doing any cop stuff. He's kind of just a whiny street racer guy. And in this movie, you're like, oh, he actually can, like, chase down bad guys and interrogate guys and do FBI stuff. Uh, Oh, this is what an undercover FBI agent actually does. And I appreciated it gave him a little more to do against Vin Diesel, who's always great in these. Oh, yeah. So there you go. That's uh, Fast... Ampersand Furious. Uh, Matt, I, I we went a little long on Fast Ampersand Furious. I'm sure you're up for Fast Five. I'm up for it. But uh, a combination of my computer giving me a weird message that I'm not going to click on for fear that it's going <laughs> to implode the show. 
uh, and the fact that we're, we're approaching the twilight hour here, I think we may have to cut it short um, this evening and talk about Fast Five and uh, Fast and Furious Six. What's, what's the sixth one called? Fast? Because then it's Furious Seven. I think it's just fa- it's fa- I think Fast Six. Or is it Furious Six? No, I think it's Fast <laughs> and Furious because then I think they go to Furious Seven, right? Uh, fast it is ampersand Furious fast Six. Ampersand Furious Six. Yeah. Then, then which... Fat Furious Seven. Then The Fate of the Furious, which is a good title, and then mm. F Nine. Yep. God, okay. we have so many of these movies to watch. We've got a lot. I we mean, do. I'm I'm game for whatever. If you wanna, if you wanna. No, I, I there. If you want to, you want to keep everybody in suspense. What happens to the prison bus? What well, you know? Will I'm... Will Vin Diesel break out of prison? The answer will not surprise you. Um, Matt, or will they crash into the prison bus at high speed, it's flipping it over several survives. times? <laughs> somehow everybody lives. And that's the other thing. Is they, is like, and they captured every one of the prisoners except Don. You're like nobody I'll, else. I'll got probably away. mention this on the next episode, but that was the that was the first note that I made. Everyone on that bus is dead. Yep. Yeah, it was a spectacular accident. <laughs> None of them buckled up at all. All chained to no, each other. I just wrote no survivors in parentheses. Oh my god, you folks have so much to look forward to next uh, week. Oh yeah. But Matt, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, folks, if you didn't listen to our first couple episodes on the series, you're definitely going to want to uh, go subscribe to Up for Debate wherever you get podcasts. Look in the back feed. Visit our website, upfordebate.tv, and check it out there. We've got so many more of these movies coming up. It's going to be a blast and a half, Matt. It's going to be great. Um, and we're going to be rocking it all August long. Uh, but we're going to end it here. So on behalf of Dominic Toretto, I'm Agent Brian O'Connor. That's going to end this episode. We'll see you next time for another Cargo Fast episode of Up for Debate. Families, family. Fam, 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 family. I gotta, I haven't done it for him. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Matt Mariani and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.